I'm gonna let you finish recording, Amy. Hi. <laughs> when is Mercury out of retrograde? The 18th. Of what? October. What month? October. <laughs> what year? You know what I'm saying? It's way a lot, y'all. Y'all yeah. need, there's like blood, sweat, and tears to bring you this one, kids. This one is <laughs> this one has been an award tour, okay? <laughs> anyway, well, let's just get into it. Yeah. Okay. So your boy Chappelle is at it again, upsetting the kids. Well, okay. So Dave Chappelle um, is has it has currently has on Netflix his latest and last special for Netflix called The Closer, and uh, you know everybody knows Chappelle from the Chappelle Show, which I, I I think we can I think we can agree is one of you know it was an absolutely brilliant fantastic show you funny, know stand funny good sketch funny. comedy show yes. and then you know he disappeared i don't have to give the history of Chappelle, but increasingly oh and he, look he's always been edgy he's always gone for the jugular in a lot of ways but in a very smart uh interesting way and you know going after you know race and stuff like he's a complicated guy all right anyway long story short this special is is he spends 45 minutes out of a not even an hour and change special talking about people's reactions to his reactions to trans people. So it's almost like one of these, it doesn't upset me, but, and it really, um, because his last couple specials, he has been rightfully sort of chastised for, for talking a lot and in a very kind of dismissive and, and derogatory way about trans people. And he talks a lot about gender and this. I mean, all right. So there's two things I watch all special. There are parts of it that are very, very funny, but my overall reaction watching it was I started getting this tightness in my chest and I started thinking, what am I participating in here? Number one. And number two of all the topics in the world for a man of this intelligence and media savvy and thoughtfulness and understandable rage trans this is the issue you want to die on like what are what are black trans people one one hundredth of the population or trans people it doesn't even go up to black and and it's like the most marginalized persecuted group easily in the united states and this is the fight you want to have and it's one of those like it's, oh, it's low-hanging fruit it's Again, totally low-hanging fruit. Low, and this is why i don't really fuck with him I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan. You know, do I feel like he has the right to say it? Yes, I do, yeah. actually. I will yeah, defend that because I like body humor. I like dirty humor. I can laugh at black jokes. I can laugh at gay jokes. It has to be funny with a funny intention. Right. The issue that I have with him is it keeps coming back to this same subject. And it, and I think about him being the man who walked away from his show because he said he looked over and saw the white people and he realized they weren't laughing with him, they were laughing at him. And so I feel like him constantly coming back to this subject is not him laughing with, but laughing at. And right. so that is why I just... I don't even need to watch it. And what I like to say to my trans brothers and sisters and theys and thems and the full community, it's like, fuck Dave Chappelle. Fuck. Here's the thing. There are going to be people who hate us. 
They hate our community. They are just going to hate us. They're going to be some people who love us, some people who don't. But at the end of the day, if he is not standing in the way of your progress, of your housing, of, of your fighting for fair and equal treatment with jobs, these are the real fights. And the the black and trans women of color who are being murdered on the street. These are our fights. Fuck Dave Chappelle. He is an entertainer. He is a comedian. It does not matter what he thinks. Well, it really I mean, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. You're exactly right. I just feel like it's so weird because I my main thing is I think it's lazy. Person, it's just lazy so humor. Low hanging. Yeah, it's lazy. I, it's and like, I love. It's why I, I get so funny when I watch him and all these dudes like Boosie and everybody wanting to defend their shit. It's like. You guys are so mad that gay people have, you have been talking about us like animals, like you want us to hate ourselves and die for decades on decades. And now all of a sudden that the power is kind of flipping with the way we react to stuff. It's like, you see how it just really gets under people's skin. Like, here's the thing, Amy, when I was young, I integrated a school. So that's when I really realized, oh, there's something about me that's different because I was just Courtney around my family and my friends until that moment at St. Pius in Queens. But I never realized that the fight I would have within my own community just for being gay, you know what I mean, of, of Black people. So I had to develop, you know, you can go in in one of two directions like you can internalize that and it really make you a, a fearful person or you can be like me i'm like well they keep calling me this thing that i feel special so i must be special and they can't handle my specialness and that's the route that i took right and i want to say to these young people it's like fuck these people they're never got you don't need them you don't, the low hanging fruitness of it all. Just, it's so lazy, Amy. It's so fun. It's like, yeah. it's like the fag joke. Okay. Or, the trans exactly. Joke, like or it's really, like, it's yeah. like that one, that didn't just roll past you down the street. It's so fucking lazy. Well, I mean, he is kind of, and then, you know, I almost don't even want to give him that much air, but he is oddly because he is not a yuck, yuck, yuck kind of comedian. He, no. is, he is, he has been on some sort of path and I hate that word, but he is definitely going, he is somebody who is trying, it's almost like he's having a conversation. First off, he comes off very defensive. It's like, you said this shit, live with it. You said this shit, you got consequences and then carry on it. You're a grown ass man. You have lots of things you could talk about. I mean, there are some parts of it that are sort of like funny, but it's like, you know, this stop punching down line. It's like people who do not have power cannot punch down on anyone and so if your idea of gay power is hollywood you're an idiot that's not power that's a one that's a very elite portion he is truly he is clearly trying to work something out fine work it out you're that kind of comedian but 45 minutes of a 55 minute special basically making cracks about gender he's just misinformed he's he doesn't understand the difference between sexuality and gender you know, he's always been problematic when it comes and to I am women. I'm so tired of you everybody know. giving me like he's the voice of black people. I'm like, well, no, no, come, no, he's I, no, that is I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, how come he never has a black wife? Ben? Well, that when, has no, like, Courtney, that has nothing to do with anything. You fall well, in no, love no, with who this, you fall in I, love no, with. I am a black person, okay? And I am tired of people 
the standing up telling me they're the voice of something. You do fall in love with who you fall in love with. But it's funny how somebody's supposed to be the voice for our community never has a woman that looks like him to stand there. The biggest thing you could show a Black community is a Black family unit together. Well, it's I don't know if he's ever spoken. Seen. I Listen, don't. Yeah. As this a is far- my opinion yeah, as yeah, a yeah. Black man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I is just, how I feel I mean, about him and a lot of his bullshit. All right, but I can't. And the shit that he says, you can't because I'm talking as a black man. Right. And and I'm talking, yeah, I'm just saying that who he decides to have children with is not my issue, you know? Well, you're not the one who said it. The Black Panthers dated white women too. So I'm just saying, there's always a lot of that. I'm like, don't try to point your finger at me and tell me about the community and this and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't really, like, who are you? I think at this point, his community is incredibly wealthy people. That's his community. That's his I mean, community. That's his community. That's, that's his community. His <laughs> yeah. community is, he flies around on private yeah, jets. His community his world, is, his world is very insular, insular and small. That's yeah. his community. You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, people so, need to stop. I've said it on this show a million times. Stop looking to people who are there to sell you things, to tell you anything about anything. Their whole job is to sell you some shit. And well, all of the people who ran the hate watch it to hear what he said, they Netflix got what they wanted. Because, you know, they were like, we're going to support it because I'm sure record numbers of people went to watch. Right. But what did he actually say? Yeah. And that's why I didn't watch it. You watched it. And I said, you can watch it and talk to us. Well, I watched it, it because show. honestly, I felt like I had to. I had I had to watch it so I could get a full opinion. I could and listen, just- and you can look. This is not you know me. Like there's interracial marriages. My godmother, my aunt Louis, interracial. It's not about that. I'm just like maybe a better way of saying is like look at the messenger before you get upset with the message. Because I look at him and I'm like, of course you're gonna say some bullshit. Fuck you. Like what does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? I think we need to start taking that approach with a lot of these people that we give all of this weight to when they say well, shit. Where it's like their words don't mean shit. Fuck them. I, I have also, well, I mean, all right, that's, but I have often contended, I'll tell you the most fascinating, the most shocking thing about this special is he appears to have stopped smoking, which is mm. stunning because I'm like, usually that guy's got a cigarette in his mouth at the Kennedy Center. So mm. I was like, what the fuck? He's not smoking. I, I mean, I, I have said this and then we can move on to another homophobe. Uh, (laughs) um, I have said that I think that we always assume that people, we always assume that the tech guys are hipper than they actually are. We always assume that Dave Chappelle and and many people are much more politically progressive. And it's very likely that he is much more conservative than we think he is, you know, in some areas. I think it's very possible. He is, you know, he is he comes from a you know an intellectual family, but it's very likely that he has much more conservative values than we think he does, and that's fine. Because that's if you fine. really think about it, we don't know shit about him for real. We really don't. Oh, I know a lot about him. People, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, people do know about him. I mean, yeah, but no, like, the publicly, no, Amy, you know what I mean. If you ask yeah. people really to ask what's his politics, people can't tell you that shit. Well, There's that's a lot I, they yeah. don't know about him. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? People assume because of his comedy. Well, that's what that I mean. He's one way, but that is completely different. Right. You know, from working around. I've worked with a lot of people who I see the image that's out there and the yeah. way they're written about. And I'm like, it is the complete opposite from the person. The right. complete, no, I think know? he's I think he may have a much more Midwest conservative streak, which is fine. That right. is fine. You don't Absolutely. have to be a socialist to be funny. No. But anyway, um, <sighs> 
yeah, it's like pick a different hill to die on, Dave. Just pick a different and hill. It, and he is stuck on this motherfucker. It's so cr- it's like why? But you know, it's almost it's like a f- his on his way out. Fuck you. Well, no, he's always been a brat. I mean, that's the thing. He has always <laughs> been a brat. He has always been a fuck you. I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's his comedy. He's not, you know, that's his comedy. So this and is part of me. Is. And part of me will always appreciate a motherfucker who's like, well, fuck it. Yeah, no, this is what he wants to do. He's he is he is closer in mentality in many ways to Kanye in like, I'm going to do what I fucking want to do. You either like it or you don't like it. If you don't like it, fuck you. If you do like it, fuck you. I got paid anyone. I mean, that's really right. kind of his mentality. The check, his mentality. The check cleared whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. All right. Why don't you talk about uh, what's his name? John oh, Gruden. John Gruden. Okay. So first. <laughs> I didn't even know that they moved to Las Vegas. Let's Miss talk Nick. about that. Well, but how did you miss that? That was such a big I don't thing. pay attention to football. You know, I don't pay attention to football. I really People don't. in Oakland were very upset. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do know like, that. I do know that. Because, okay. like, everybody left Oakland. The fucking... Then the Warriors left, and now they're right, in right, San right, Fran. Right. But, um... So, there were these emails in 2011 when John Gruden wasn't even in the league. He was not in the league at the time. Mm-hmm. Sent to the head of the Washington football team. And he had a bunch of, like, racially insensitive stuff to say about the head of the one the black head of one of the departments the players uh, union i think it was the players and, union and he had all of the very homophobic remarks about roger goodell da, 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 da. well people just thought it was like this little series of emails but that he said then well then two days ago miss new york times he you gotta this is where you love the times this is when they come out with shit they come up with seven years worth of John Gruden emails. So chock full of homophobic, racist, crazy, uh, like just anti-women shit. And you start to realize, you know, this is where you can't just be like, you know how the people always like to say, that's not me. Actually, it's you. It's you. And you seem like a real fucking dick. And he, uh, quote unquote retired as to not be a distraction to the team. But his NFL career is over. No one will ever hire him for an NFL team again. He's done. I don't know if a college team, I don't even know if a college team would hire him for anything right now. He's kind of just fucked himself. And between that and like Except that wasn't he defended by Tony Dungy, who's also problematic, and somebody well, else? One that one person. Yeah, you know what I I'm mean, saying? Tony Dungy's been problematic for it's quite like, some time. I mean, it's like, <laughs> sir, have five fucking seats. Because you yeah. know, have five fucking seats. I, and you know what? It's just, you know what it feels like lately? The chickens are coming home to roost for a lot of people. I am an absolute believer in the universe and karma. And that karma is a cunty girl who likes to come and serve dinner real cold when you're not waiting for her. I feel that way. You know, listen, I want whatever's happening with Wendy Williams. I hope she gets better and feels better. I kind of feel like it's karma swinging back in her direction for all of the years of being a mean girl. It's like to see all of this madness kind of happening in her life. I don't feel like you can put a lot of negativity in the world, be rewarded for it for a very long time and not have to pay the piper back. I just don't. And you never know what form that is going to come in. Well, I will say this about John Gruden. Um, Let me think. 
rich white man in organized <laughs> sports thinks poorly of gay people, black people, and women. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I need to think about this. Oh my God. Courtney, is water also wet? Yeah, I am not, you know, I, I mean, and, and I honestly, I hate to say this mm-hmm. I, five years, he's got a job again. No, he won't. Uh, no, no, I don't uh, think after this one, because, you know, now everybody's too kumbaya. No, 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 no. Well, and, but and, anyway, and, and, it, did, it, it did not surprise me. No. I mean, it did not surprise me at this you point. Know, you nothing, have to, I think I say nothing. <laughs> no, but this is like he's in the NFL. It's not like he was in women's badminton, for fuck's sake. He's in the most macho sport in the world where they're screaming and yelling about black people kneeling and they're screaming and yelling about everything. And it's a bunch of men smashing each other in the head every week. Oh, wow. He's a racist and a set. You know, I mean, the the degree of what the shit he said was like, you got to be kidding me. And it's still. (laughs) It it was like you wrote that down. That's That's the kind of shit you say to somebody. It's like, like, (laughs) say what you will about Donald Trump. And I don't want to say anything. He never sent anything by email ever. there is he no paper trail which there's is no why they can never get him because right. there's no paper trail email. i'm He's like, like nope. i'm like dude you're writing this shit on email like come on man like you should be writing it on no, an extra my favorite is people <laughs> people always think well i deleted it it's like sir like, there is no deleting there's no delete there's no deleting <laughs> there's no such thing as delete ever yeah. they got right. seven years worth of your shit i know really all somebody had to do is all you had to do is call in a high school shit and kid and google in his name and boom end of career all right well speaking of end of career oh, fuck. okay the only good thing about Kyrie, or okay and you and i i hope can agree on this Kyrie irving who is still trying to figure out the earth is flat or not so he's an idiot um, he really is. He's one of those. I'm going to do my own research. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. What's it's th- like? What? Like, yeah. What research? Okay. But like, the only what? good thing about this is that it fucks up the nets and yay Knicks. <laughs> no, but it doesn't fuck up the nets. Cause like I said to somebody last year, it's like, it's not like he played that much. The motherfucker stayed injured. They did all of that shit yeah. mostly without him, but it's just a boneheaded. It's but he's like, a, my problem with him is he's a distraction on every fucking team. team he, he is. He is. He it's is. always something with him. It's always something. It's like, dude, you're like, you're like, you're like the guy who's actually the asshole, but you don't realize that it's you. Yeah. You're no, like talking about all of this. Can you believe this shit's going on? And it's like, you're actually the, problem. you're the one who's causing the problem. Every team you go to, there is something surrounding you. And then you stay injured. It's like, sir. Yeah. And I like Kyrie. I really, it's kind of like, yeah, he doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Ugh. And so, you know what? He's unvaccinated. He won't get vaccinated because he's doing his own research. Whatever. He's, you know, all right, you're not going to play. I and mean, good fine. for the, I, good for the Nets. I feel. I feel like if you're that against it, that is fine. But then understand you might have to sit out. Yeah. I mean, good. Just don't walk around Brooklyn. Stay in your part of Brooklyn. You, you're down the street. Yeah, fuck him. He'll be fine. You know, but he's an idiot. He's an idiot. The, you know, what was his great quote? I'm not saying the earth isn't round. I'm just, we need to question it. No, actually we don't. I mean, there are certain things you don't need to question. You Even don't the need moon to, is round, motherfucker. It right, exactly. You don't need to question <laughs> right. whether the sun comes up in the morning, whether dinosaurs roam the earth or whether the earth is flat. I don't care I'm how like, I don't I'm care like, what kind of hotep you want to be. You don't have to question. We got a bunch of countries that have hated each other. They did not all get together and decide. Well, we're going to do this one thing and this make one thing. Think the world is round. Right. We got like, it. Sir, we, ooh, 
Yeah, yeah. I cannot. I can't. I can't. All right. I need you to explain what's happening with this La Tigra thing because I don't. Okay, it's an interesting thing actually. So La Tigra, which is the was the sort of offshoot in a way of Bikini Kill, who was one of the most seminal women riot girl groups. uh, Blah blah blah. So La Tigra's members, Kathleen Hanna uh, and Joanna Fateman, are suing. The singer song, the songwriter Barry Mann, who's a famous of the Carol King era, very famous songwriter, over La Tigre's song called Decepticon. And Mann, Barry Mann, much older, established songwriter, mm-hmm. filed a cease and desist against La Tigre, saying they did not have the right to use Decepticon because Decepticon violates the copyright of his song, Who Put the Bomp, 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 Bomp. That's an old rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, who put the bump in the bomb, bomb, bomb thing. All right. This is an interesting case because Latigre was saying, well, okay, guess what? Man <laughs> didn't invent those words. Those <laughs> words came from black artists and black <laughs> doo-wop groups. <laughs> those are songs that have been used in doo-rock groups from the late fifties and the sixties. So it's not like blurred lines where they, Ooh, they came obviously, with some receipts. They're like, you yeah. stole from the black kid. No, and Kathleen Hanna, I know her somewhat. Uh, uh, she is somebody who has always been very politically active and very kind of a fight the power kind of girl. Mm-hmm. But the point is really interesting because this is not a blurred lines where you lifted the melody and it's very right. obvious. This is not an Ed Sheeran having to give songwriting credit to uh, Candy Burris because that's no, no scrubs is obviously whatever that song of his that was super right. popular. This is like, well, okay, you wrote a song with those words. Guess what? Those aren't your words. You didn't invent that word. You took those words from a doo-wop group. So it's mm. going to be interesting. It's They're saying it's safe for fair use laws. It's like, sorry, you can't say I invented boom, bomb, 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 bomb. And it's true. That is true. It's true. <laughs> you know, it's like if somebody had a song saying yabba dabba do, I mean, it's like it's not your words in the first place so it's going to be i don't know where it's going but i just thought it was really interesting and i thought why are you suing fucking latigra barry man you're 110 years old shut the fuck I'm up like, and just yeah really they what did they sell 15 of those like what, no 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 on. no they do actually sell a lot no, of records yeah and, they do but it's not like yeah yeah you're not yeah that's the group you're going to go not, after you know what i mean we're not talking diamond records here right you know and what it's I mean? also so it's kind of crazy from a from a from a visual standpoint you're going to go after two women like come on and they it's came just, back bless their hearts man they no, just listen, like fuck you i love <laughs> come back with some real receipts oh like, yeah Come back with the shit where it's like, yeah, they got, uh, have five fucking seats. Oh, yeah, no. And I was like, wow, that is like an that's interesting take. That's a good one. It's no, like, that, okay, that's, okay. That's what you got to, bro. You got you, you got to give it to them. Even if they lose the case, you have to go strong J for the comeback. No, strong J for the coming with not just a, that's not true, but here's a fact. And here's, here's some receipts. And not only that, you're stealing from black people. So shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. Yay. So mm-hmm. strong day for Latigra. All right. Mm-hmm. You can take these next two and I'll go out and uh, get a cup of coffee for this. Nothing one. <laughs> says, okay. You know what? One of them I'm not even going to talk about anymore. You know, she's banned from this show. They're banned right, from good. this show. Good, They're good, banned. Good. They're banned. Good. good. But nothing <laughs> says Harlem like a bunch of white people with their cell phones out at 2.30 in the morning, marching down 126th Street, following Madonna in an ill-fitting dress with her weird not being able to sing on tone and a wig with a bang 
like a prayer when he ended up in front of a church. By Calvin, was it Calvin Butts Church? Did no, they go to Cal- Abyssinia? No, Abyssinia is over here by me. You know, she's not walking that far. She's okay. Not, she's, <laughs> she's not. She's not coming to one thirty-eight. She's not. She's not. She's not. She's not going that far. Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um. I'm just like, somebody texts me like, are you going to Madonna Harlem? I'm like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. No. And, you know, everybody knows that Madonna is my girl. I love Madonna. But she just makes it so hard for me to love her. She really does. It's really just, it's just going to places where I'm like, like, what's happening? So you have these grills in your mouth, but you can't sing with them. Like, you're not on key. You're not on tone. That dress didn't fit right. This is all really weird. It's just all... Listen, Madonna's always going to be Madonna, but I thought it would be a little more cool. No, she's... she's, The whole look... And and honestly, I mean, and this is not an age thing because I am a year younger than Madonna. Mm -hmm. It's just like... You were the you were the woman that was always in in good deal. You and Debbie Harry, mm-hmm. uh, setting. I mean Debbie Harry. Look at how Debbie Harry is is aging into her career, and look at how you're doing. Debbie Harry comes out and is still cutting edge, is still mm-hmm. in your face, but looks amazing. Madonna is like Madonna. That outfit wasn't even cool mm-hmm. forty years ago. For I mean, you just look like Ilsa Shewolf of the SS. I, I was crazy. I was like- I was you, like, you look crazy. Is, no matter okay. what age she was, she look. Here's the Wait, thing. With I just want to say, I did. I saw that movie. Me too. I saw Ilsa Shewolf. Me too. Said, in the movie, movie theater. I saw in a that movie shit. That, <laughs> Me too. I did too. I saw it in the San Francisco equivalent of 42nd Street. I saw it too. In fact, I think I saw it as a double feature or something else. Yeah, yeah. It was like a part two to anyway. But anyway. Yeah, no, 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 no. I saw it. She, I saw I it like, without shame. I right, didn't see right. it like. I didn't see it like I I was. I saw it. Yeah, I want to say we went like opening weekend. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saw it. I saw it. Bargain matinee, Market Street Theater on Market Street in San Francisco. Very, it was a big punk Mm -hmm. thing. Punk rockers (laughs) love that movie. No, the thing we've said it. It whatever. It's like it's like Madonna. Put as much effort into your fucking music as you do in your shock value because it's not shocking anymore. You're boring. You're boring. It's just. And Boring. you know, people are upset because she's called what does she call Dave in her in her Madame X documentary? She calls Dave Chappelle the the modern day James Baldwin. Or the oh, James she doesn't know Baldwin. what the fuck she's. And it's about. like, lady, have five fucking seats and she put have, on. She a can dr- have six. She can and, have six. And put on a dress that fits. Yeah, and can. why can't you sing anymore? Well, that's a whole nother well, conversation. That, <laughs> that's a whole nother. Don't go convers- there. Listen, that's a whole nother. There was a time where she could she could hold a note. I All mean, right, she like, could. Uh, she well, could. It's hard to it's, it's hard to sing sing through grills. That's why Listen. rappers use grills, not uh, singers. Yeah, she just needs to. It's like take a nap. In the words of the great Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> sit down. Be humble. <laughs> Sit down. Be humble. All right. Let's let's kind of um, I, and I you know we don't want to make a complete downer, but we do want to acknowledge the passing of two disparate but very important uh, musicians. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, Dion Estes? Yeah, please. man. Dion Estes passed away uh, like two days ago. It's right. sixty-five years old, man. Dion Estes was 
part of Wham. He's really the third member. He was the bassist, and he played on on George Michael's Faith album, and on on Listen Without Prejudice, the first two the big his biggest two albums, and was part of his touring band until George died. You know. And he British, with, is he British? Is he a no? British he's person? American. American. He, was, he okay. was born in Detroit, and he moved. He moved overseas, and you know that's where his career started taking off. And then he had that great solo album that came out in the late eighties, and he had he had he had a couple of hits from there, like "Me or the Rumors." But he in "Heaven Help Me" was George Michael uh, co-wrote and sang on, and that ended up being a, a top five hit for him. That's a great great musician gone too soon man and you know for the wham heads that's just it's like a punch in the gut because you know it was was those three guys and then you know pepsi and shirley right you know so i don't know it feels like we're losing a lot of legendary people and it's it makes me sad because 65 is you know kind of on the younger side 65 is i mean when you're 62 65 is young yeah you (laughs) know what i mean but it but it is and it's and this is where, you know, I, I was talking to my doctor yesterday, you know, because, you know, I was, we were going through all my numbers. You're like, this is great. This is great. And we were just talking about black men's health and how it's really important. And my doctor is leaving uh, where she is currently to come and run a facility in Harlem. And I said, well, I'll, I'll come with you uh, because she, um, you know, for her, it's really important She's like, the health disparities in our community are still so bad. Like, I want to come back and help people be healthy and get healthier in in the community. And, you know, when I hear about, like, somebody like a Dion in 65, it just makes me just think about how many, you know, all of the Black men we've known in the music industry that have kind of passed away youngish and just... Just it, it just makes me sad. You know yeah. what I mean? It just makes me sad. So uh, but I wish people go back and listen to his album Spell. He has an album called Spell, and 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 it's a great, 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 great record. All right. And also passing at the age of 65 uh was D-Pop. D-Pop was the drummer for the Bush Tetras, who iron tragically, ironically, the the, he died the night before they were having a album a release show, party, right? an album release party for the a retrospective album at they were having, and they continued with it in his memory. Depop was not a household name, but he was a New York. If you were in New York at that time, the Bush Tetras' biggest, probably only hit, but a, a just a hugely important. Sh- song in New York City. And well, he, was very, and he was important was, in that scene. He right, was really important there. Was Too Many Creeps. And Too Many Creeps came out in 1980, I believe. And it just summed up, 1980, 1981, summed up what New York City was at that yeah. time. And it's just a, a fantastic song, post-punk. Um, Pat plays Cynthia Slay. Um, who are still Did you know him? I met him a couple of times. He was at very nice. I interviewed Bush Tetris a million years ago, obviously, mm-hmm. but I met him actually a roommate of mine had gone to college with him. So that's how mm-hmm. I met him. But, uh, and we were Facebook friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. Very nice guy. I mean, just not that you deserve to die young when you're not a night, but a very sweet, very nice guy. Father of two. He was also played with everybody. One of those guys that everybody wanted in their band and was seriously considered as a replacement for Topper Hedden when for the clash. So he mm-hmm. was, you know, not just some local guy. He was widely um, came from a jazz um, 
background, New York native, born and raised, you know, uh, a Greek kid from Queens. Um, it's so sad. 65 years old, died in his sleep. Um, yes. They don't know the cause. There's nothing suspicious. It's right. not, you know, anything like that. So uh, the Bush Tetris did not have a huge output. They had reunited a couple of years ago. I think they put out an album, but they were just there were certain songs in New York, uh, the message and, and too many creeps. You heard it everywhere. You any club you went to, you heard those songs. So um, check out Bush Tetris, check out Depop. And, and, you know, well, they again. have a new box set, guys. So that's, yeah, that's what, know, yeah. So it's called Rhythm and Paranoia, the best of the Bush Tetris. So right. And that you get, was you get, get a collection of the collective of their work. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know, it's it's um, just sad because he did in, in the just like you with DNS in the world I inhabit. A lot of people knew him. I mean, yeah. a lot of people. He was just one of those guys. Anyway, um Next week, what uh, next week? Let's say anything. We, uh, you want to wrap it up? You, so you're good at that. You're good at all the taglines. I'm terrible at it. If guys, if you only knew what it took this morning, Man. it was it was just um yeah. Amy was in three different rooms. She was outside. We almost had a full outside moment. Yeah, like, I was, I, yeah, it was exhausting. But hey, we did it. You know what I mean? Can I just tell you that? I have, I don't know, like how I suddenly got sucked in this weekend to a five-star moment. But when we talk about groups and people who are popular for for a second, nobody ever mentions five-star. And they had a bunch of hits. Jarrell loves him. I got sucked into a full five-star moment. And man, listen, if you guys have not revisited them in a long time, dig back into some five-star, like, let me be the one. Can't wait another minute. Slightest touch. Um, system systematic. Just really, really great, catchy shit. And for some reason, I was digging into my Denise Williams section on my vinyl and just playing some of those Denise Williams albums. Man, those vocals. She's one of the. She's an unsung singer that we don't talk about enough. You know, right. she comes from the Stevie Wonder world and gospel and those vocals, man. And her prime, her voice was just pure beauty and soprano and clarity. And yeah, beautiful voice. Gorgeous. I just, I just, you know, I don't know what I've been listening to, but I, Rod Stewart is one of my all time favorite singers. Mm. I mean, he really is to me. I love his voice. And I'm not talking about. I love about, his 70s, 80s voice. Well, too. that's what I'm, really, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. I mean, he, uh, for my money, the first four records on Mercury Records, uh, there's, it, it is one of the great one, two, three, fours in music history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, humble brag, I did the liner notes for the Mercury recordings when they put oh, you together. did? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. and I was so grateful that they asked me to write about somebody white. I went, yay! Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm like, you do know he's white, right? But I, and I was also watching his Unplugged and Seated, which is, uh-huh. and what I've always loved about, I mean, first of, and I, I know people, you know, they think Maggie May and do you think I'm sexy? Yeah, I and mean, yeah. his voice has gotten, to, he combined him and he was, you know, the offshoot of the faces, which I love. He combined like Celtic music, R&B, soul music, folk music. And it's just a very idiosyncratic sound. One of the great covers artists. I mean, his version of Hendrix's Angel, his version of Elton John and Bernie Toppa's Country Comfort matches the original easily just one of the great covers there's always a sense of humor and a sense 
uh, longing at the same time. It very much taps into that British folk tradition, which didn't really translate over here. But I, so I've just been listening to a lot of him. For me, one of You Wear It Well to Me is one of the greatest love songs ever. Mm. And one of the greatest lines ever in music is, um, I don't object if you call collect. You know? <laughs> and what's the other? Maybe, um, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll never, never decide. I don't know. He's great. So he's not obviously an unsung guy. He's a massive superstar, but he's a, he just seems like a cool guy too. So I check, if you haven't listened to Rod Stewart in a while, I would recommend listening to some Rod Stewart. And on that note, take it away with the plug. Go, go, go. You're so good. Well, guys, you know where to find <laughs> us. Every Thursday, we come out as part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. So you can find us there on the main feed next to more than 70 amazing music shows, script, lots and lots of informative scripted show, scripted shows, every type of music that you like. And us, you know, the few little unscripted moments. And, you know, if you're listening to us on Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, uh, Apple, Google, where are the, all the places we're at, thank you. Keep on listening. Remember to rate us and, and leave a little uh, star or two or three or four or five and tell your friends. And you could also follow us on Twitter at Finish Ima at uh, IG and I'm going to let you finish in Y. And on Facebook, at I'm going to let you finish all one word. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Take Deuces. care, guys. Stay safe. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.